Hello, everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco. Our opening song features Reach for the Stars from Cyclone's new album, Showtime, available on all music stores and platforms. A moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time we've received a moment of your time. We are servants of the new age, the time of prophecy, the time of the ascending sixth sun. We are a platform for alchemists and multidimensional souls. We connect with many planes of reality and assist the awakening journey. We are pure light, transmitters of high vibrational light out into reality. Our shows are held on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or you can use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com and include the phone number you'll be using to call the show. All of our podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website, cview1111.net. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Thank you, Danny, and welcome everybody to see you. Today we have the topic, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, with Bob Doyle. He is best known for his contribution to the film and book, The Secret, as a law of attraction expert and coach. He has been teaching these principles through programs like events, podcasts like this, live coaching, writing, and even virtual reality since 1998. Recently, Bob's attention has shifted from the metaphysical aspects of the law of attraction or reality creation process to a more grounded and biological look at what controls our experiences, our brain. Today, we invite you also to be part to take the transformation personality type quiz that can give you a lot of information about you. And that is the most important person for you to take care of. So remember, you can always call with your question if they are on topic. And we are going to have a lot of information today with Bob. So make sure you listen, you replay as many times as you want, as this is always free. Share with your friends and visit Bob's website, meetbobdoyle.com for more information. So let's bring Bob to the show and we're gonna start talking about the, the, uh, change your brain, change your life. So, Bob, welcome to see you. It is so fantastic to have you here. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Claudia. And thank you as well. So, Bob, one of the things when, you know, it sounds so easy. Oh, just change your brain so you will change your life. And our thought process, it is so complicated at times or so um, divine inspired in so many aspects of our lives that it sounds really easy to just change your brain and you change your reality, you change your life, but it's actually quite complicated. I have found many people in the spiritual area 
myself many times where you are confronted with these thoughts of what you think um, reality should be at or your life, and then they, they tell you, well, change that. And you're like, okay, how? Can you help us with that? Yes, and here, here's the, the biggest issue is that people are expecting a tremendous amount of themselves when they take on personal transformation, especially if it's significant. If they're going to change their lives in a dramatic way, it's going to take some time. And, and the reason that it's going to take time is because their life is the way that it is because of how they have been wired. Their brain has wired or programmed, if you will. Their version of the truth and the meaning they make out of every moment determines the action they take in the world and thus the results they get in terms of their, their reality creation. So it really does come down to if you don't like how your life is looking, then the issue is not about fixing the outside. It's about changing, literally changing the structure of your brain so that you make different meaning out of things and you take different actions so that you can get different results. Now, the reason that that is complicated or hard or whatever it is is because we've had our entire lifetime of programming. And so we just look at things how they are as the truth, as reality. Just, and, but the point is, everybody sees reality a little differently because of their wiring and the meaning they make out of every moment. So we have to, if we're going to change our brain, we have to be ready for, the, for some discomfort and play in the long game because it's taken us our entire life to get wired how we are. So wiring intentionally to change your life uh, is going to bring up all of your stuff, all those thoughts that you were talking about before uh, in, a really, in a really big way. And for too many people, that's enough to stop them. So the work I do is about helping you not stop. Okay, Bob, but you're saying that each one of us have our own reality because of things that we have been trained to believe. So where's the truth? Where's the real reality that we should uh, focus our attention to? The one that serves our, us, the one that serves our being the most powerful and empowering version of ourselves that we can be, because we all have that ability to do something amazing, to be something amazing. But we have to, we have to let that information into our brain on a consistent basis. We may need to learn new things. We certainly have to believe that we're capable of bigger things than we've been taught in order to, to allow ourselves to take the action. So it can absolutely be done. But you have to really be in, you have to, if you're going to change yourself significantly, that new way of being has to inspire you significantly to be, to be willing to go through all the discomfort and whatever it takes to rewire your brain. So what you're saying is more a state of being satisfied with what you think about yourself and how that makes you feel. So if the... So then we're talking everyone has a different reality, so there's not the one, correct? That's correct. Everybody has their own reality. And, and, but it's not so much about being satisfied with who you are. It's about defining who you are. If who you are right now isn't serving you, if you don't feel empowered, if you're not going for your dreams and realizing it, if you're not enjoying your life, it's a result of who you are being. But who you are being to a very large degree is changeable through basically programming. It's our self-talk. And, and there's so many different methods for changing that. But the problem is people don't stick with it long enough or they've got too many conflicting conversations going on at the same time. They're trying to tell themselves how awesome they are, how empowered they are as they sit down for a meditation session or something like that. But then the other 23 and a half hours a day, they're still running the same self-talk that has had them limited. So we have to, so it's, it, it's a whole different level of awareness that we have to teach people to have. And that's the biggest, that, that really is one of the biggest skill sets. It's the first thing I teach people is to become aware of their autopilot wiring that isn't serving them. That's what the quiz that you mentioned is all, that's why it exists. And thank you that you've mentioned that quiz again. So let us explain a little bit to all our listeners and callers. So they can go to that transformation personality type quiz. And once you answer the question, how can we use that quiz to, in, to learn about ourselves? So what the quiz does is it identifies um, 
traits in a person that tend to cause them to self-sabotage or to stop their efforts. And so, you know, I've been working in this, I've been working with people for 20 years, 20 plus years, and, and, and it's all about personal transformation. And how people approach personal transformation, they think, seem to fall into one or more of four types. And so when we can, when we can shine a light on the autopilot res- uh, behavior associated with that type, then the individual is awake. Now they're no longer just thinking, oh, I have to react this way because this is the truth. Now they have learned that, oh, this autopilot response that I'm having right now, I have already identified is stopping me from moving forward. So that's the first step is identifying that. But the second step is, okay, so what do we replace that with? And that's what people don't really know because they haven't done, they haven't done the work to figure out who they want to be in the world. Lots of people come into the, the manifesting or the law of attraction conversation with a long list of things they want to manifest, but what they don't understand is the most important thing they have to manifest first is the ideal version of themselves that will have all of those things that will take the action to attract, if you will, those things. And not only to attract them, but to keep them. Uh, People can force their way into a quote unquote attracting things, but if they're not, if they have not wired themselves basically to be the person who can maintain that or who is in alignment with that, they will lose it they'll figure out a way to lose it. And you hear it all the time about like lottery winners and things like that. But, but, and in the law of attraction conversation, we would talk about, well, they weren't energetically aligned with being a millionaire or whatever. And that, and while that's true, the reason that they lost it all isn't not, isn't just because of that energy. It's because of the actions they took once they had that money or the actions they didn't take a true millionaire a person with that amount of money would have bank accounts and assets and investments all set up, right? Like to do, to make that money work. That's the millionaire mind. That's what a millionaire will do. You have to be like a millionaire. You have to think like one, act like one. And if you don't know, you have to learn just like they did. It's all very practical. It's not magical. It's practical. But when you learn to be, to, to think more like a millionaire and put in place the things you would need to receive that money in a large sum and manage it and hang on to it and let it grow for you, you you've got to start taking those actions. It's not just going to be that you know, you're a person who has lived in lack their whole life and made excuses for why you can't achieve, and then somehow you win the lottery, and then suddenly it's going to be all easy. No, not at all, because if you haven't learned about money, for example, you will lose it quickly. And so that's just the reality of things. So it comes down to all of those manifesting techniques and visualization. Visualization is the most powerful reality creation tool that we have, but it has to be followed by action. But what would you tell people that when, when you talk about visualization, being able to have a vision, or, and they tell you, I can, I don't know how to visualize things. Well, first, they have to stop saying that because every time they say that, they deepen the groove in their brain that makes it true for them. Everybody has an imagination. Now, we have these preconceived ideas of what visualization is supposed to be. I don't. I, you know, I visualize all the time, but it's not like I'm looking at a movie. It's, it's I'm using my imagination to create an emotional response. That's really what we're doing with visualization. So anybody can do that. They can think about the thing they want in their life and think about having it and, and experiencing it. And they will have that and then and let that true emotion associated with that come in, uh, come into their body. That's what, and anybody can do that. But this conversation around, I don't know how to visualize or I can't is just something that they told themselves because they have an expectation of what visualization is. Now, they've, now they have created this part of their identity that says, I can't visualize, and therefore they are blocking it. So you can see the logic in that. It's not true that they can't, but they believe that they can't, and they've told themselves that, and it's a part of their identity. And if they're going to change that, they have to change what they say to themselves, like I easy visual, easily visualize, or I'm able to use my imagination to, you know, to imagine my future effortlessly. And yes, it's going to feel unnatural at first because you've been telling yourself the complete opposite for I don't know how many years. So while you tell yourself this new thing, whatever, and it's not just that, it's everything, every aspect that you want to change, it's going to feel like a lie and silly and uncomfortable because you're not wired yet. So you have to just embrace that and accept it and, and be grateful for it. Be grateful for the discomfort because it means you are growing. 
If you don't have that, then you're just, you know, you're just staying stuck. And that's what most people do. And, and I hear you, but you know, many of the people that I have uh, served that come to the to see you and they have their podcast or they have some uh, a show, they are in the metaphysical, they are holistic healers, and many of them are having trouble with their practice. They want to grow their practice. They want to have clients. They want to have customers, but they don't know how or they feel that they are not aligned and with their manifestation skills. So what is it really going on? Well, they have inner conversation, and this is very prevalent in, this, in, in the personal development industry, but they've got, some own, they've got their own conversations going on in their own brains. They have to change that wiring. If they want to be successful, they have to imagine what, is the, what does that look like? I mean, it's not just numbers on a, you know, on a sheet. Who am I when I'm successful? What does my day look like? When I wake up in the morning, what's my ritual? You know, and, and how many clients am I working with? And what am I charging them? How much money do I want to be making? And what does it feel like to be doing that every day? And, and if, I, if I have these areas in my life where I know I get into these situations and I suddenly feel disempowered, how can I recreate my responses in those, in those situations? Or, and if they have trouble with that, if they, they, maybe they're inspired by somebody else out in the world who is, is really doing well in an area that they are interested in doing. So they see it's possible and they can maybe recognize some traits in those people. It's not about being them, but, but recognizing some of the traits, whether it's confidence or it could be anything, a sense of integrity, doing the things they say they were going to do when they said they were going to do it without any excuses. These are all things that, you know, that a lot of people aren't doing and they're telling themselves, well, I'll do all that when I have my money, when I get success. And it's just not, it just is not that way. You have to be that person who merits that success in all of your conversations and everything you write and how you show up. It's, it's just, it's something that is not always what you're saying or showing. It's something that you're being, and that is what communicates with people. And that's how you're going to grow your business. But telling yourself anything about, I don't know how, or I can't, or any, any of it, you have to be brutally honest. A lot of people in transformation or coaching, they don't want to look at their own stuff, but they have to. They absolutely have to. And it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be coaching just because they have stuff. But knowing that they have uh, autopilot wiring that is keeping them thinking small, and, and, and coaching business is a perfect example because so many coaches don't charge enough for what they're doing. They play a very small game and they deal with people who don't have money. There are people out there who have tons of money who need mindset coaching or whatever, and even in the spiritual world. So who do you have to be to deal with those people? What conversation do you have to have with yourself and them? How do you present yourself in your marketing? Are you being authentic? Do you believe it yourself? If you don't, that's the most important thing to work on. And that is so so true, but what do you do with all, like, they want to be successful, but not necessarily they want to be 100% of the time dedicated their, their energy into one thing, or maybe that's the fear that they have of what successful means, so... How do you change that? Because it sounds very easy that, okay, just change the way you think about it. But is there a process? Is there exercises? Is there something that you help them with? Yes. And first of all, I don't think it sounds easy at all. I mean, it, it may sound simple, change your brain, change your life or whatever, but it's not at all easy. It's because of all of it. We're, we're, if we're, the more dramatic of a change we want, the less easy it's going to feel. But the problem is, is that that lack of ease causes people to quit. Or if they've been in the law of attraction conversation for a long time, they think, oh, well, the universe doesn't want it for me. Or, oh, I'm supposed to be in the flow. This should be easy. So I guess it's not the time or any, any of that. That's, and that's one of the reasons why I don't speak as much and train as much in the law of attraction conversation, because that's just nonsense. You know, the whole universe doesn't want it for me. That's ridiculous. You got to want it enough to go through whatever it takes to change it. So yes, I absolutely have a process that I work with people, but it involves daily. It involves doing this daily and being aware every moment of the day. At first, it seems 
overwhelming, but that's only because it's new. Once you start learning to recognize your autopilot behaviors, once you start incorporating the practices that, that I recommend to people, and they don't take a ton of time in terms of like out of your day, except for it's, it's during the day. It's in your life where it's most important. But again, so, so in a nutshell, this is all about redefining ourselves as a more empowered version of us or the, the ideal version, however you'd like to phrase it. So to be able to do that, we have to rewire our brain. Now, here's where the miracle of our brain comes in. So we were all born with this brain that allows us to use our imagination. Some have a very, very active imagination because they use it all the time, and some it might feel like walking through mud for a while because they're not used to it. Again, your brain will adapt to whatever you throw at it. You just have to be consistent with it. So we want to use our brain every day because if we don't consciously use our brain to create the thoughts that we're sending to ourselves, all those autopilot ones that are deep, 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 deep in our subconscious that have been running for years will continue to run and fortify and will continue to run and fortify those old beliefs. So they absolutely have to be in a ritual of every day they visualize the new empowered version of themselves. And look, they may not know out of the gate exactly what that looks like. You know, it be, but it's chipping away at it and trying it on. How does this feel? How does this feel? But here's the, here's the main thing. 93% of people who take, this is just a personal, a general personal development statistic that's out there. 93% of the people who take on personal development do not succeed. And the reason they don't succeed is they do not complete the wiring process. That's really all it is. If you're not transformed, if it doesn't stick, it's because your brain wasn't fully rewired. So your old autopilot responses are still in control. So it's about constant coaching. It's about, it's about community. It is about re-fortifying these ideas every single day and having a ritual so that it becomes your new habit to visualize the best, the best version of yourself on an ongoing basis, rather than what a lot of people do is ruminate about how things are or how ineffective they are or whatever. So it's, it's all about teaching people to get into that momentum of a whole new way of thinking about themselves on an ongoing basis, not just when it's convenient, not just once a week or an hour a day, but all the time. How do you stay motivated? Like how, what keeps you going? Your, motiv- your visualization should keep you motivated because every time you sit down to visualize what your future is going to be, if it doesn't excite you, you need to amp it up more. You've got to amp it up more. And if, it's, and, and if you're having trouble with that, make sure that you are thinking about how this transformation is going to impact the world, if that's important to you. How is it not? How is it bigger than you? How is it more important than just what you want or the house or the other things that are come, going to come? Why must you do this? That, whenever I used to take on coaching clients, the very first thing when we talked about their goals is, okay, why does this have to happen? Why does it have to happen? Because if it is not non-negotiable, most likely you'll quit. But if you look at our life, just as human beings, we, the way we learn anything is through repetition and getting feedback. Some people call them mistakes or failure or whatever, and then adjusting and moving forward. Things like walking, eating, writing, all of it, all the basic essentials in life that are non-negotiable. We didn't fall down a few times and decide the universe doesn't want it for us or any of those types of things. We said, this has got to happen. So that means you will take your bumps. You'll, you'll learn the lessons. You'll, you'll do whatever it takes to get that done. So your goal, your vision for yourself must be just like that. Because otherwise, all of your old wiring will rationalize why that's not who you are and why you can't complete it. It doesn't make you defective or stupid, or and it definitely doesn't mean it's not meant for you. It just is the product of years and years and years of how we have been wired in this society to think about success, to think about ourselves, and how we were wired in that first seven years you know, from our families and those around us, those are the most, those are the deepest truths that, that if they're not serving us, that they're the toughest to untangle. But can you give us an example of someone that you have helped that have started with a very, um, you know, when, when you're in that point that you don't really know even where to go, how can just in starting this process can give you this enough motivation to, to find the goal and to achieve it. 
Well, what I do is I really try to t- tap into a person's sense of passion. Like, what are they really the most excited about? And a lot of times people have buried that because you know, for uh, it could be a, a number of reasons. Somebody shamed them for it, or they didn't think they were good enough, or they tried it and they didn't make enough money, or or something like that. But we have to we have to allow someone to tap into that sense of passion that that really inspires them. And it might take a while because they might have some pain or trauma or whatever associated. But we got tons of tools to deal with that stuff. But when we can get someone excited about anything, talking about anything, then it starts to spark, well, why, what is it that excites, why, why does that excite you? What does that touch? What does that inspire? And we help to build and build and build. It's a chipping away. It just depends on how deeply a person is in their stuff about, you know, their limitations or what's possible for them. And, and this whole idea of like, I don't have, I'm not passionate about anything. Well, I promise you somewhere in there you are. It's just so buried from with pain or whatever. But again, we've got a bunch of tools that can help chip away at that, chip away at that, you know, quicker than just normal therapy or whatever. But we've got, we've got to get down there. We've got to get a person excited about their life and what's possible again. So with this, you mean that any passion that really ignites you can become your sole purpose or is your sole purpose? I don't believe in sole purpose at all because I think it can change. My purpose has certainly changed throughout the course of my life. You know, there are things that inspire me that I'm passionate about and I go full on and I feel like, okay, I've done this, this, I've been this person for as long as I need to. And now I'm being called to be this other person who has a modified purpose. It's not the same as this other purpose. It's bigger or it's different or whatever it's calling to me now. It is about paying attention to what is calling to you in the moment. Because it can all evolve. This whole idea of, of trying to find your sole purpose, people are wasting a ton of their life doing that. They're not taking opportunities because they're not sure if it's their purpose. If, it's, if, they're, if they know what they love and they put their attention on that and being that and taking the action of that person, the, the stuff that is going to show up in their life is going to be appropriate for the action that they're taking. And the purpose, at least for the moment, will show itself. And how do you stretch your energetic comfort zone? Well, that's just about visualizing bigger and bigger and bigger. Because when, you know, when a person first starts this process, <clears throat> they're going to, and I say, think big, you know. I've had people say, I've asked them, what would be this big thing? And their big goal, their big goal was an extra $1,500 a month. That's their big goal. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just speaks to where their energetic comfort zone is. So we need to work with them about, well, let's 10x that for a second and see what it feels like for $15,000 extra. What would that feel like? What would that feel like? And they're going to get flooded with all kinds of stuff like, oh, too much, whatever. But we talk through it and say, what would $15,000 extra do for your life? What would it allow you to be? Talk me through your day at 15 and now $150,000 extra dollars. Let's talk about that. Let's think about what that looks like. Let's, let's create some realistic scenarios where this could be your life. So in, that, in the course of that exploration, they went from $1,500 being you know, as big as they could think to being at least somewhat comfortable with thinking $150,000 extra a month. That's what I'm talking about. And when you, ex- when you expand your energetic comfort zone in that way, you will, that, by default, hopefully, it will expand the action you take. You will be bigger in life. You will take more chances. You'll be, feel more, whatever it is that supports that vision, that feeling of having that level of prosperity in that example. And what would you say with people that tell you, okay, I have to pay my bills. So this job that I'm doing is paying my bills. So I'm going to continue with that. Yeah, do it and be grateful for it. Be so grateful that you have a job that is paying your bills. And then with the time you have, and, and people got a lot of stories about how much time they don't have, but everybody has the same amount. If it's really important, you'll find a way to start, not just on the off hours, but even when you work, being the person who is your next level version. In the, in the book, The Science of Getting Rich, they talk about this. Like if you're in a job that is not totally not your purpose, you've got your sights on something else, something bigger, whether it's a job or a career or just some, some other thing, you need to be that person while you're in this job and you will grow out of that job. But you can't just be this person and expect to expand. You have to do something in your life 
that is going to be expansive. Expand who you are, and you can be a better version of you in the job that you are in right now, but you definitely need to be taking as much time as possible to be visualizing yourself in that other in that other career or whatever it is you want to do. Take whatever action you can on your off hours to, to make progress towards that. But you cannot just sit around and ruminate that, well, I've got this job and I have to pay my bills. No, you get to pay your bills. Hooray. Thank you. You're grateful. You should be grateful. Not everybody even has that job they don't like. So if you've got anything mm-hmm. that can finance your build, the building of your dream, you should be grateful for it. And when you can really get into that sense of gratitude about what you've got right now, Boy, the whole experience of it changes. I like that. I like the idea of you don't have to wait until something else happens to be who you are, where you are, correct? Yes, you have to. That's the, that's the biggest misconception is that people are waiting for their circumstances to change so that they can be someone else. That is not how it works. How does your circumstance change you? It doesn't. You have to be, I mean, you'll, you'll have a reaction and you may try, but you've got to be be someone else. And then all of that stuff, like everything that you're manifesting, quote unquote, in your life right now, for the most part, like 99% of it is effortless. It's happening on autopilot. Mm -hmm. It's just a result of who you've been being, right? But now we want to be intentional about that. How much control do we have about our brains and and our lives, in your opinion? Uh, A lot more than we use a lot more because again, it's just about becoming aware. Most of most people are just moving along pretty much robots thinking they have free will, not realizing that all of these so-called conscious decisions they're making are being driven by wiring that was implanted in them the first seven years of their life, which may have no basis in truth whatsoever. And, and because of that, they're going to make a decision which may or may not serve them. But if a person can live awake and, and realize that, yes, a lot of the autopilot stuff that's going on in our brain serves us. I mean, we don't want to have to be thinking about taking every step and taking every breath. This autonomous nervous system is a miracle, but we don't want to be – we do not want to be at the unconscious um, uh, mercy of old programming that wasn't even ours to begin with. So can you tell us some ways that we can start uh, to take more control of our – over our brain information process? Well, again, it, first of all, it's, it's about getting aware. And then that's why the quiz is there. If you'd like, what we can do is talk about the four types. And so that the listeners mm-hmm. can maybe hear, if they hear themselves, then that will be of great value to them. And hopefully then from this point on, if they get into that autopilot behavior associated with their type, they'll know that they have a choice in that moment. They have a choice. And that's the biggest, that's the point of empowerment is knowing that even though it feels like I should and can only respond in this way that either feels bad or is unempowering or doesn't serve me, even though it feels like that's the only way, I know I actually have a choice. I can be different in this moment. So taking the quiz is the first, is is a great first step and that's why I implemented it. So Basically, four main types, and there's nothing wrong with these types. Just because you fall into this type doesn't mean you're going to sabotage your results or anything like that. But if you are feeling stuck, if you feel like you're your own worst enemy or things just keep popping up, this is a place to look. So in no particular order, I will start with the first type uh, of seeker which, because it's the number one type we get. Um, the seeker is a person who is all about their personal development. They're very excited about getting to the next level and being their ideal version of themselves. And in fact, they are so excited about it that they tr- take every program that comes their way. They try to go to every seminar. They read every book, all of it. The, and while that doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with that on the surface, if they keep jumping around from philosophy to philosophy to approach to approach, their brain can't get wired in any one particular way. So again, you're not, you're not going to deal with any sort of permanent change if you keep jumping around and saying, oh, this is the way, no, this is the way, no, this is the way, no, this is the way. If you never complete a wiring process, you might jump from one program to another that has a completely different approach, and you literally dismantle every piece of progress you made. And, and so you know, the, the, the seeker just needs to honor the fact that, yes, they are looking for change, but when something resonates with them, they now need to understand that they are a biological human being and they need to send consistent signals and allow their intuition, not fear of missing out, 
to have them move on and evolve to whatever the next thing is. There's a very distinct difference. A person can go through their journey and go, okay, I've, I'm complete in this, and then the next thing can show up. But if they are like in the middle of their journey and then somebody comes out with a hot new program, they go, oh, that's the one. That's, that's not, <laughs> that is not going to be helpful to you. So that's the seeker. Is there anything you want to ask or say about that particular type? Uh, no, no. It, I, I love how you describe that. Yeah, always seeking for something. It, it's, I can see how many of us can be those. Yeah. Uh, the, so another, the, another type is the skeptic, and that is what I would have tested at had I taken this test when I first was first starting my whole journey. And the skeptic, there, obviously there's nothing inherently wrong with being skeptical because it stops you from doing a lot of stupid things, you know, assessing something in a logical and intelligent way rather than just blindly saying yes to everything. So, but what we're talking about here is a person who basically – before they can even possibly say yes to anything, they have to say no to it first. And as they assess a new opportunity for growth, their default question that they ask themselves is, why won't this work for me? Now, if a person asks themselves that question, they're going to get answers to that question. So, but, but the problem with that, obviously, is that the skeptic will never grow because they keep talking themselves out of doing the stuff that is going to make them grow. Because they keep asking themselves, why won't this work? And they are going to provide themselves with those questions. So what I, if a skeptic, if, if someone who sees that pattern in themselves really truly does want to change, truly wants to evolve to the next highest level, then all I'm asking them to do is change the question. They can still be a skeptic. They can still be logical and rational. The question is, how can this work for me? rather than why won't this? And if they ask, how can this work for me? They're going to get those answers. That's just how it works. They're going to get those answers because they ask those questions and someone can then answer those questions and address it. Then they can determine whether or not that is worth doing the thing. You know, but, a, but a skeptic just has to, they can honor all of that stuff because a skeptic doesn't want to look like an idiot. That's basically, you know, like, oh, I didn't fall for that law of attraction stuff. You know, they didn't want to do that. <laughs> so they'd rather just pass on the whole thing. That way they get to be right, but they also don't get to evolve necessarily. So that's, that, that's, the, uh, that's the skeptic. So the, uh, another type is the wizard. The wizard is – and I would have also tested for that too. I told you you can kind of be a combo, and I think people will actually hear various aspects of these things. But from any given day, you might be dominant in one thing. The wizard is the person who really loves the whole energy conversation and the vibration conversation and the manifestation conversation. They love the vision boards and the rituals and all of those things that, that kind of get lumped into or can easily get lumped into sort of a magical thinking kind of thing, like way into the metaphysical. Again, absolutely nothing wrong with that because there is a lot of incredible energy, manifestation, vibration stuff going on back there. However, it's not going to go the way you want if you don't do your part, which is now take action on all of these exercises you've done. You've been visualizing yourself being a certain way. Now get up off the mat and go be that, right? It's, it's, that is the biggest thing that stops a wizard is they're waiting for the universe to drop everything in their lap rather than knowing that, hey, wait a minute, I'm a part of the universe. It's not me asking the universe for stuff. The universe actually is the one making the request. The request is, go be your best self. The universe ex experiences itself through us. We are a physical manifestation, a representation, an extension of the universe. And through us, the universe gets to experience all the emotions and the the, the all, everything that is, that, that's human. So, of course... It just makes sense that if we are born into this universe, if, we're, if we are spawned into this with these passions and things, it's because we're supposed to go have those. It's, supposed, it's because we're supposed to go fill, fill those. That's the universe asking us to go for it. So, and we've got everything we need to do it. Our brain is ready to learn everything we need to know to go do that thing. Unfortunately, the first seven years of that learning gets sabotaged by whoever you know, brought us into this world, and we're at the mercy of their, their belief systems. And so if we never learn that we can change our brain, we will be stuck being that person forever and just, well, that's just, you know, that's just how it was dealt. i got to deal with the cards that were dealt. No, you can go buy a freaking new deck, but you got to be willing to pay for it. I like that. 
And the last one is uh, the last personality type is the people pleaser. And this is the toughest one. Be- well, I, sh- I say that it is a tough one because there's generally so much emotion involved. The people pleaser is, again, the one who is very lit up by being the best person they can be. Maybe something inspired them. Something woke them up and said, oh, my God, I need to be this. I need to go make this change, have this impact, whatever it is. And as soon as they start going out there and being that or expressing that to friends or family or coworkers or whatever, they start getting the responses from those people about how, well, you know, I don't know. That seems kind of hard. Or who are you to do that? I mean, they can run the whole gamut. They can be full-on negative, they could be kind of passive-aggressive, or in just some way, not a good feeling. Now, here's the thing about this. Those people are in your life completely appropriately, either their family, that's of course appropriate, but all your friends and coworkers and all these people, you have vibed with them on some level. That's why they're in your life. And if you're now going to vibe, if you will, at a different level, you can't expect all those people to be on board. So the problem is, though, that the People pleaser wants everybody to be comfortable. They want to be liked. They want to be loved. They want to be accepted. They want to be part of the group. And they feel like if they keep doing this, all of these people are going to reject them. So they bail on their own dream so that everybody's comfortable. But here's the thing. Nobody's comfortable. They weren't comfortable in the first place. Otherwise, they wouldn't be telling you how uncomfortable they are or expressing it about your, uh, your uh, transformation. And, of course, you're not going to be comfortable because you just say goodbye to your life, the life that you have been dreaming of, the life that excites you, the life that you could live if it weren't for those people. Okay, so that we, we really need to shake the people pleaser and go, hey, look, these people, the, this tribe of yours, family, friends, whatever they are, no matter whatever the tie is, they've gotten you this far. But if they're stopping you from growing, then perhaps their, their input is no longer important. It's not like you have to say goodbye to all of them, but their input is meaningless because you are now working on another plane. And as you become this new person, and perhaps those relationships fall away, or you take a break, or there's whatever it is, you're going to just naturally attract new people. And these people are responding to who you're being now. So they're very fully aware of your authentic person, and they have chosen to be in your space. That means they're going to support you in your journey. They're, you're going to be surrounded by a tribe who gets you. That's the best thing, of course, that you could do for all these people who were giving you a problem. There's no guarantee they're going to follow you or be inspired. That's, that's a great vision. But the point is, is that you at least go get to give your dream, and they will see that it is possible. Whether or not they take action on it, totally up to them. But they'll, they'll now know that it's, it's doable. And, Bob, you mentioned that most of us, we have a little bit of everyone, right, of all these personalities. But it's only when one of these is out of balance and that we feel that because of this personality trait that we are not achieving what we want, that's when we have to pay attention to the personality type. Right. Well, here, well, here's the thing. You could take the literally. You could take the quiz four different days and get four different answers based on where your head is. That's what I was saying. I'm not saying that everybody has all the traits, but I'm saying that you could have some, and it's valuable to know the traits of all of them because you may have that behavior. You may predominantly stop yourself by being a skeptic, but you may also be a people pleaser. And so, you know, and that may that may factor into it too. So it's not just about one, and it's certainly not like. It's not a balance issue. It's just about being aware of these are the ways I stop myself. I'd like to change them. And then how did you go about to change them? Well, again, that, start, well, that starts with the visualization, like by identifying the patterns in yourself that you know you want to change and say, okay, well, what, what is a better way of being in those situations? Instead of going to another program, if I'm a seeker, what would it look like to stick with it? Instead of bailing when mom gives me that look, what if I stuck to my guns and I just went for it no matter what? And you visualize that and visualize that and visualize that and visualize. And what that means is visualizing scenarios, say, with mom where she's responding and you feel small. Instead, what do you, who do you have to be to be that person, own that person who is that? Like you know that you are that person. She doesn't know that until you show her. She knows, you the, she knows the old you. You can say all day long that you want to be this person, but until you show up in that way, she's just going to say, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. So 
You have to start showing up. You have to start being that. So again, it just starts with the visualization, getting an idea of how do I want to change in the first place. And have you ever done, or is there, well, I guess not. I, I, I just answered my question, but do you ever get content with what you have, or is it always changing and evolving and adapting? I think there's, there's content and then there's grateful. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I actually do like to, when I achieve a goal or whatever, I like to bask in it for a while. I like to take a break and not worry about the next thing, the next thing. Some people are driven to the next thing right away. Again, there's no right way of being. Are you loving your life? That's the only thing that's mat- that's the only thing that matters. It, there's, it's, not, it's not competition against anybody else. It's not about comparing how anybody else does their life or how they feel successful. Do you love it the way you're doing it? If not, change the way you're doing it so you'll love it, and it doesn't matter how anybody else does it. And, Bob, if we feel we're ready to change our lives, to change our brain, and we would like to be part of your program, how do we go? The best way is to, is to start with the quiz because when you take the quiz and you get your results, it talks about our Boundless Living Challenge, which is where I do all this work with people. This is the community. This is the resources. This is the daily assignments. This is all the meditations and the tools, all the things we've talked about that help people do this and stick with it. We have a point system where they feel motivated to come in and actually do the work every day, and that, which unlocks things. So we're dealing with how our brain likes to work. Our brain likes to, 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 to check things off and get points for things. And so all of that is worked into how the program is delivered to ensure the best response because, you know, the best response is going to come from people who actually do this stuff every day. And so we put stuff in place to make it fun to do that. And this is a program that we do from our homes. So is it in person? Um, do you have oh, both? No. Totally online. Totally online. I love, I've been working with groups online for long, since long before COVID. I, I really love the group dynamic online. I love how we can come in from all over the place and nobody has to travel and cause I'm not a big fan of travel. So this, this really suits me. And, you know, again, this is about incorporating this process into your daily life. So it's not like about coming to, to a thing for two days and then going home and hoping it will maintain. It's about you start with day one and this is what you do. And you do this every day for 45 days at least. And then hopefully you then by that point, if you've done it every day, you're going to, you're, you will have at least started the what rewiring process and have a whole new sets of ha- a whole new set of habits to support rewiring ongoing. And so what are some of the stories of success that you have had that you can share with us? Well, I can speak for myself personally, some personal things, but in terms of like the people that I work with, most of it is career. It seems to be career. These are people who have had a passion. Maybe they're doing something kind of in their field and they want to take it to a next level or create a course or really play big or get sponsors for websites. These are all, excuse me, these are all sorts of things. These are out, you know, uh, specific outcomes that have happened with some of the people that I've worked with, you know, it's gone from play it's really about playing a bigger game so whatever they were doing before you know doing it in a much bigger way and getting more confidence and putting themselves out there like that people who have started you know youtube channels with 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 affirmations and things and doing well i've got a guy who's got a a um uh, a Facebook group with like hundreds of thousands of people, but he wasn't monetizing it because he wasn't thinking big enough. So I was like, you got to, you know, think like this person, who would this person be? And he starts doing that and then he starts going for advertisers and now he's getting advertising dollars and all kinds of things. So it just runs the gamut, but it's basically about like getting to that bigger version of themselves. Okay. So, but we have some callers. Do you have time for one person uh, a question? Sure. Okay, so let's bring caller 917-627. Welcome. Do you have a question for Bob? Uh, sure, yes. Um, I guess the question is, I'm actually on the site. Uh, how do I pick the quiz or where do I go to the site to take the quiz? So at the very, if you're at meetbobdoyle.com, is that where you are? Yep. At the, very bottom of the, at the very bottom of the page, the quiz is there. Normally, we send people directly to the quiz, which is tptquiz.com. So if you're really having trouble finding it, you could, you could just go directly there. But at the bottom of, I think, every page, it says something about the quiz. 
Okay, cool. Okay, I appreciate it. I, I think I'm the personality who's uh, I've always started programs and never finished them. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, and I get it because the, the, the industry itself makes everything look and sound really sexy. Hey, three days, four days, seven days, one weekend, you know, guaranteed this, that, and the other thing. It's, it's a huge problem I have with the industry because it, because it really does come down to, I mean, there's all kinds of great programs. I mean, any of these, so many of these programs could do it for you. But the, but the expectations that they set for people uh, set them up for failure. Gotcha. Okay, well, thanks. I appreciate your time. Thank you very no much. No problem. Hopefully that clarified it for other people too. Yes, and also if you go to the description of today's show, you can find the link. It's on um, highlighted transformation personality type quiz. You can just click there. And if you want to share this information with anyone in, in, your, um, uh, in your social media or friends, family, just send it to them. It's totally free. You can hear to this interview anytime at any place. So, Bob, is there anything else that we haven't talked about today that you want to tell us and leave us with? Well, I think we, we touched on the main point. It's really, again... Like I said several times, this is mostly about waking up. That's the first real step. And so if a person has kind of been casually listening to this and say, oh, yeah, your brain, change, habits, whatever, that may be okay. But, but what I'm really inviting people to do is to truly start taking notice. Like taking the quiz will be a good first step because that will help them to see it. But, but just notice during the course of their day the moments where they feel disempowered, where they have any thought whatsoever that is – less than I am awesome and things are great. Okay. It's just probably going to be a lot. And thinking to yourself, how would I really like to be in this situation? Forget what's realistic, forget what's quote unquote true. How would I like to be in this situation? And if you do that enough, you're going to start to build an idea of a, at least a preliminary vision of who you could visualize yourself to be. And that's really, you know, that's the first step. Well, Thank you so much for being here, Bob, for sharing that information. And thank you, everybody, for listening. So, again, if you want to, make, to take the quiz or more information on uh, Bob's program, go to meetbobdoyle.com. And, Bob, thank you for being here. You are always welcome to come back and to share important information like this. So, everyone, please. Take the opportunity, change your brain, change your life, Bob Doyle.